0: Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Hello, how are you? This is Helena. It's been a long, long time, hasn't it? And um, I, um, you know, I got a little confused because I just sat down in front of the screen to talk to you, and it just said one second left, and I, well, where am I? (laughs) Yes, I'm going to meet you over the air. So welcome to Our Wondrous World, and this is Helena Steiner Holstein speaking to you from Florida. You know, I haven't been much in Florida lately. I'm traveling a lot, and this is why I haven't given the show that much either. So uh, here I am, as usual. Great to be with you. And the, the uh, theme for today is how to overcome stress quickly when you need it the most. And that's the key thing, when you need it the most. It's not that I should go and plan on, this is how I should do it. I have to learn this relaxation when I will have a stressful time. No, how do you get into that beautiful moment of anti stress? of freedom just within a few seconds. I will talk about that in a moment, but first we're going to chat a little bit. And I want to say, I have given this show for nine years. This is amazing. Amazing that I have been hanging on for so long and amazing that you have been with me for so long. And I have history here that I would like to tell you. I would like to share this with you. And a few years ago, well, nine years ago, I was invited to be a guest on somebody's talk show. And when I was Googling him to look up what kind of show it was and his name and so on, I happened to come across Sedona Talk Radio. I like Sedona. I love Sedona. And now there was a talk show called Sedona Talk Show, and I wanted to be on it. So I contacted the owner and the uh, the, uh, the operators, who um, answered my call very quickly. He had the most wonderful voice. His name was Daniel Steif or Daniel Steif, and he and I became friends over the telephone. We never met. He was on my show many times, and we had the nicest of conversations. And he had the most beautiful laughter. I thought he was a great person, and he was a very, very spiritual person. So the show was running away, running through very, very smoothly, and one day, or one night rather, he died. It was a total shock to everyone. We couldn't believe it that this spiritual person had so soon just walked into the hereafter. And uh, now this program, uh, Sedona Talk uh, Radio, was taken over by his good friend, Linda. And Linda was running it beautifully, and all the shows increased in listenership. Everyone was doing very well. I was doing extremely well, and I had listeners in 86 countries all over the world. And then suddenly, Linda had never asked for this, she just, took over to help out. She had another job that she had to do. So one day she just gave up Sedona Talk Radio. And uh, unfortunately, we all kind of had to go along with that. We were already with Blog Talk Radio. And I'm sure you've heard of Blog Talk Radio. That is how some of you heard me all along. But anyway... Blog Talk Radio took over, and I'm still with Blog Talk Radio, but I don't have the same idea how many people are listening, and I don't know where you are anyway, except for I looked at some stats and saw the highest numbers. And, of course, most of you, half of my listeners, are in the United States. Thank you, America. I'm <laughs> so glad you're with me. And then the rest of the big listenership is from uh, Germany, I had no idea, you know, there were so many. And Denmark, you know, Denmark, hello, Denmark. This is great. I didn't know that. I thought Norway was, you know, more my country. No, Denmark and, of course, Finland. I have all those good friends and good listeners and clients in Finland. Finland is such a spiritual country. Americans don't know much about Finland. And when I say healthy, Helsinki, I'm going to Helsinki. They think it sounds very funny and say, what is that? (laughs) And I say, this is the capital of Finland. And the Finns are very spiritual people. They're also very strong people. They've been occupied by so many people. Uh, They were occupied by the Swedes, but Swedes were very nice, I'm sure. Uh, But then they were occupied by the Russians. And they managed to free themselves in a war, and they won over Russia. Can you believe that? This little country with maybe at that time three million people could defeat Russia. But, of course, it was winter, and who would know the winter if not this, the, the Finns? So that is a little bit of the history. So um, going back to, to overcome stress, Stress is the worst thing you can have in your life. You really should do your highest and utmost not to have stress in your life. If you are in a situation where you have stress, you have to make that your priority to get over it. When I was young, uh, my mother always told me uh, to eat something to overcome stress. You know, if I had exams at school or something like this. She said, oh, eat something. Uh, and, uh, of course, this is good for an immediate solution and a, and a quick calm down, but not a good solution. You get fat. You ruin your metabolism. You cannot start eating as soon as you get upset about something. Some people do, and that's why they look like they do. And you have to get over this. There is a better way to get over the stress. And my father said he wanted a drink if something stressful happened. And again, good for a quickie solution at a particular and serious time, but not the solution. You may become an alcoholic. So now to avoid becoming a fat alcoholic, there is a way, and I use it all the time. I have said it so many times in private sessions with clients, Clients. It is up to you what is going to be. First, don't blame anyone else for the situation, whatever it is. You have no idea how many grown up men sit down in front of me and say, Oh, it's my mother's fault. Come on, this was a long time ago. Get over it. So don't get into yourself so much, but this is not the method. Is just one of the methods. In my last newsletter last month, which was also my Happy New Year greeting to those of you who are on my list, and you can be on my list if you sign up for my free newsletter, which you do from my website, speakingtoyourheart.com, speaking www. Speakingtoyourheart.com, So you can sign up for my newsletter and I keep your name to myself. I don't give it to anyone. It's just between you and me. It's not something I'm trying to collect and sell. Absolutely not. I don't do those things. Anyway, in my newsletter last time, I wrote about intention and what your intention could decide, how it could decide for you, and it could decide the outcome of your situation and what it was going to look like. Because, as I said, it's up to me what's going to be, it's up to you how your life is going to be. It's a choice, and it has to be your intention how the result is going to look like, how you want the end result to look like. But my goodness, some people didn't like that at all. Some did, of course. Some always write me beautiful thank you notes. But others got back to me saying they wanted proper advice, not that it was up to them to make the choice how their life was going to be. They started to accuse me of not being a helper. And, you know, of course, it is your choice how your life is going to be. They want me to decide for them sometimes, shall I, shall I leave my husband, shall I sell my house, shall I say no to my children when they ask for money? Yes, I could answer that. But it has to be your choice. It has to be you, you, you. You will become a very weak person if you don't feel strong enough to decide for yourself. There are some people out there who run to all kinds of advisors all the time, to spiritual advisors, to fortune tellers, to tell them what to do, to astrologers, to tell them what to do. Come on, you cannot do those things all your life. This is the value of your life to get stronger and to improve you, your strength, your consciousness. Stress factors come in for all of us, and they're meant to be there as lessons. Yes, we get lessons all the time to learn something. Our purpose here on earth is to improve our consciousness, And the more we learn, the closer we get to this God energy, which is the highest of frequencies. And each time you learn something, and you learn through using the light in difficult situations, this is how your frequency gets higher and higher and higher. And you get closer and closer and closer to this highest energy called I am. I am the light. I am the light. To me, the light is the God energy, this highest frequency of all. And how do you get to this point that you can experience a oneness with this highest frequency of all? just accept that you want to get to a better place than where you are. You want to be happier. You want to be healthier. You want to become a nicer person. You want to become a more truthful person. You want to become a person who actually lives the real truth and not an alternative truth. There is only one truth, and that is the truth, is the truth, is the truth. Not an alternative truth. That's not the truth anymore. But once you decide that you have this intention of moving along, of wanting to move along, and you do it right now with me, you just practice it a little bit, and you feel so relaxed. And you imagine that your room, the room where you are right now, is a room full of energy waves. And you know there are energy waves. I mean, you have TV rays, internet, telephone, all those rays go through you, but they are still of a lower frequency. There is another frequency, the highest one of all. And that is the God energy frequency. That's the one I'm calling the white light. And now you imagine those rays of the light are flowing through you. And they are. They truly, truly are flowing through you right now. And you relax and it makes you feel so good. So extremely good. Because you know you have this God energy around you, and it goes right through you. And when it goes right through you, it joins that sparkle of God energy, that sparkle of light that you already have within you, called I am the light. I connected myself right now, and it feels so wonderful. And I feel that energy just flowing out all through my body. And I know that that sparkle of light within me comes from that big source of light up in the universe. And now I send my feeling up to that big white light in the sky. And as soon as I do, we are joining in the intention, and that light from above is flowing down over me. I feel so relaxed, so completely, completely relaxed. I am a shiny light. And now you can begin to just brush off you know, around your shoulders and your temples to kind of clear your mind And when you do, it's like automatically you take a deep breath because you're cleansing yourself. Clear, clear, you can say. I do it with myself right now, just cleansing myself. and My goodness, it feels so absolutely wonderful. It feels so very, very good. I am a spiritual being, am of the light. Yes. Within you, there is a place called I am the light. And you go deeper and deeper within you, deeper still. And you feel happy. You decide to feel happy. Now you make it your intention. I'm going to be really, really happy today. And you feel the light flowing through you. You stretch your body, and this is—we're going to do this more towards the end of the show. So, hang on, be with me for a little while longer. So, um, intention for so many—it's a vague, it's very vague, and you don't know. Many don't know if it's a belief or a prayer or having faith, or is it a wish? Well, it's a kind of a wish, isn't it? It's your intention. It's what you want to do. You want to have a result when you activate that intention. It's an action, a quick decision. But who cares? In this field of spirituality, you must not be too intellectual and play on words. That's the mistake that you make many of you out there, particularly guys particularly you men, you have to have explanations, a logical explanation to everything about spirit. And there is not such a thing. Spirit is beyond that limitation where we live. We live in limitation. We have chosen to live in limitation, by the way. It's just the way we do things. Unfortunately, and it's been easier for those who had the control over us, like government and kings and queens and so on, to and religion, mainly religion, to keep control over us if we're sticking to a pattern of limitation. It's not easy with people who have freedom because they start to think freedom and have new ideas. But when you're free in your thought, the truth is only one. You always get to the, to the truth. What, wherever you start, you end up in that station of truth, and that is the God energy, the balance of all. And that is where you're meant to be, in that center of truth. So in a simple form, your intentions are your thoughts directed towards a desired goal or outcome. It's something you feel for. You have to feel for it. And when you do spirit, when you are spiritual, it also goes through your heart. So your intention is basically always a good intention because it comes from your heart. Yes, you can make it bad intentions too, and lie and cheat and steal and kill, yeah. But those are not the intentions I'm talking about. Those are bad for you, really, really bad for you. So there is a solution that you have within you, that there is a place called I am the light. And this is your higher potential. Old wisdom has told us that all that we are is the result of what we have thought. The mind is everything. What we think we become. Buddha said that. So um, I said I would answer some questions and I know uh, I don't, I have a note here from, uh, no, that is, a, he says something else, and, uh, well, I can take that, through. that's from Gary in Boca Raton, hello, Boca Raton, Boca Raton is on the east coast of Florida, I'm telling you people in Denmark and Finland, <laughs> if you don't know, you are. Spiritual, very spiritual. He tells me, I've been to your workshop, and at times you just glow with contentment, uh, meaning the white light. How does it fit with your political opinions? Because you talk about that a lot, even in your workshop, you make examples, uh, you know, about politicians, politicians, and so on, and you have. Opinions about political life. I would have thought you would have been more conservative, but you seem so open-minded and liberal for being so spiritual. That was nice of you to t- say. Um, I take that as a compliment, really. <laughs> that seems so so open-minded and liberal because you know when you are spiritual you are actually the opposite of religious. When you are religious, you tend to live in a limitation. And you can get very stressed out being in that limitation because you want to get out, but you don't know how because you want to stay where your religious belief. Now, when you are spiritual, you represent freedom. You can be in your religion and Be spiritual, that's not a sin. I mean that. You can be both. You can still be a good Catholic or even fundamentalist Christian if you feel that you want to. But you somehow have to loosen up if you're fundamentalist because, again, to be spiritual, you are very, very free. You are totally free. And when you're free, you don't make judgment. You just let go And allow yourself to be touched by the light. And this is the moment when you free yourself from your stress, from your chains, so to speak. And when you have a stressful moment, just put yourself in the light, just where you sit or where you stand or where you're lying down. Just allow that light to shine down over you. And take that deep breath, deep, deep breath, and just feel how the light is shining over you. And you imagine that your pores are opening up, and that light is coming in through the pores, and into all your cells, and are filling yourself with this incredible, iridescent, white, spiritual light. This is what we all should do. And when we do this often enough, as soon as you have a problem or you feel stressed out, I stand in line at the post office and I get really stressed out at times because I hate standing in line. And I stand there and just let this ray of light shining down over me. And it's like all that stress is flying away and... And I just kind of smile for a while. And then most of those times I have the one behind the clerk kind of waving at me. Say, oh, you just want, I know you have something that's too big for your box. I I get it for you. Give me your ticket, you know. And I just bypass the whole line. And this happens, you know, because I send out that nice signal of peace, of love. It really, really helps. Remember you are in this room with all those rays, with those flows of energy waves going through you. And when you through your intention, or make those intentions positive and good. This is what you're charging yourself with, and this is what spirit is picking up on, and sends it out there from you, and what you send out is coming back to you. That's the way it is, what you send out. It's coming back to you. How many times shall I say that so you remember it? And here I have um, a question from Peter in Holland. Yeah, I remember him. He had a beautiful, we had a beautiful session together over there, over Skype or the telephone. And uh, he was very receptive. And uh, so we had a session and Then a few weeks after that, he emailed me and said, I felt so wonderful in the beginning after our session together. I was on top of the world, and then I felt it wore off. And in order to get it back, I'm now going to take Zen meditation classes so I can get back into that mood. It was, it felt so good and I missed it. And then I wrote him back an email and I'm going to read you this one because I have this a lot particularly people who come for my workshops or who come to the big lectures and we do a meditation there and we just connect with the light and you know the more people are in the gathering the better it seems to work I noticed that so I love big crowds once I even had a I, I'm, I'm glad the fire department didn't come and stop us. Uh, they didn't know about it, I'm sure. But people were filling up the whole hall so much, they were even up to sitting on the steps leading up to the stage, and they were sitting on the stage around me. I thought it was so beautiful. I just loved that. <laughs> it made me feel really wonderful. Now, so here. Uh, And I answer, I see this all the time. At first you feel wonderful, and then you believe it wears off. But it doesn't. This energy that we have awakened within you doesn't wear off. You are simply getting used to the energy, so it seems it is wearing off. Plus, you're back in the realities of this earth, where you still have to deal with all the ordinary stuff like eating, cooking, working, paying bills, and getting from one place to the other through less spiritual ways. And it bothers you subconsciously one way or the other. So now your human side of you kicks in. You don't believe in the light anymore. You don't believe in you. And you believe that you have changed. But the world hasn't changed because you have been introduced to the light. Now it is the time for you to practice what you were in touch with during our session. You know, you don't lose it. You just kind of lose your focus, your concentration. You can practice at any time, in moments of contemplation, any time you so desire, but some people believe they can only get back through going to various kinds of spiritual classes where they are told how to manage spirit according to some kind of man-made words of order like Zen meditation, like TM meditation, or whatever is out there. There are so many different new ways to promote business to do the light. All these are good things, but of a lower frequency than being in the light, the real light. So uh, you notice that this is not the real answer, so you might get confused and stop trusting spirit altogether. So what you basically have to do all the time is to connect with the light, whatever method you try, but you have to be free from any man-made methods. You know it. You have the light within you, Light is all around you. Light is also that big heart of the universe. And through your intention, you can connect with that at any time. When you sit down and meditate in freedom, you can do that. And you can reach the heights of oneness in a much more genuine and deeper way. All methods or meditations of the the ones you're mentioning, are part of old religious ceremonies and belong in monasteries. But they're good for relaxation and balancing our moods and finding peace within you and possibly leading to inspiration. So, of course, they serve a good purpose. However, spending a few minutes with the light every day does the same thing and much, much more and does more good. This heals. The others don't heal. You don't need the rules. They're man-made. Engage yourself with the heart and no special ceremonies or words, no special body position. Do you hear that? I wish you so much success, Peter, in Holland. I don't remember what city. It was not in the mail, but in Holland. (laughs) I think it's probably Amsterdam or in the suburb of Amsterdam, if I remember right. So that was something. And I have um, uh, another one here, and that is uh, Marilyn in Atlanta. And I have things like this coming up a lot, too. And she says, my husband lost his job two years ago, and he's been looking for a new position ever since. I feel so sorry for him. It makes me feel sick. And I feel so guilty. And I cannot even have a good relationship because I feel so guilty for this. Because I have a good job and I'm making lots of money, and he doesn't. And then I tell her, come on, change this attitude. Be proud of you. It doesn't mean you're cracking down on him. telling him he's useless or something. No, you need to support him and be there for him as the good wife and lover and supporter. You should be doing that. But don't take it upon yourself as feeling guilty that he lost his job. Maybe he was not as good in his job as you were or you are because you have been changing your job a couple of times and you had no trouble getting a new one. Everyone wants to have you. So I see this with women. They feel so guilty. I had a friend who made more money than her husband for less work. And she made all that money and she started to buy new pieces of furniture. And she dared not tell her husband she had bought it. She had to tell him lies, saying That, you know, I had a friend who was moving and they didn't know what to do with the furniture. It was almost new and she thought I would like it and of course I did, so here we are. She had to come up with all those lies of work, piece of of art and new china and pieces of furniture just because she was more successful. She knew he would not feel good about him if She said she was more successful than he was. You know, we women have been able to cope with this. Maybe you guys can start to learn to do this too. It's just a fact. I say these things, and I'm very, you know, it's not that I'm crass. It's just I'm a realist. I see how it is. And I know it myself when I I was with someone and I made more money than he did. And he hated it. And he said I did it deliberately to bug him. (laughs) You know, uh, and uh, how could I? I mean, I just worked hard. And he worked hard too, but he didn't have, um, you know, uh, the joy in his work the way I have always had whatever I've been doing. So here, um, I Thomas in Palm Beach, Thomas Craig, can I say your last name? Well, I did. Anyway, many people have told me that you don't like to take calls over the air, meaning on your show. Is this true? And in that case, why don't you? You know, I'm glad you asked that question. I get that question from time to time Because, you know, I love to talk on the show and I like to have guests. I haven't had guests for a long time because I've been traveling and it's been hard to kind of make it work where I was and with me pressing the right buttons and so on. And still is at times I had pressed buttons and I still didn't get the one who called in. But, uh, you know, it's not that I don't want to talk. I love speaking to you if you want to share ideas in any way. What I don't want to do over the air on the show is to do healing sessions. It's not only that if you do that, yeah, you help a few people, but the rest of the people, they're getting bored. And I don't know, healing session can take one hour. Shall I sit and just go into that dream state that I'm in during a healing session because I get like into a trance And I can say things also that are very personal about the person. And I don't always want to have this spread out all over the air. So healing, I want to do one-on-one. I don't want to do it in front of an audience either. I don't do that. I'm not a circus artist. I never was the one to show off in front of an audience. I want to do that in the privacy over the telephone or over Skype. Both of them are equally good. Sometimes I like the telephone better than Skype. It's nice to see how you look like, but I read your energies probably even a little better over the telephone. And it should be a landline or a newer form of iPhone or Android phone. So I do it. and. Um, Again, I know those who do spiritual readings over the phone, but for the other people it's so boring to listen to some you know, something personalized. And a few times I've had people call in and they wanted something personalized and I haven't felt good about this, uh actually. Although I may have done it for them at the time, but I think people noticed I wasn't <laughs> about it, although I love to do healing sessions. Do you know, I get like into a rush. It's like I have like a grip of joy that takes, goes through me like a wave when I do healing sessions. It's such a lovely thing to do, and you have to be absolutely unconditional, and you healers out there who are listening to that, what I'm saying, you have to be absolutely unconditional you cannot sit and decide oh i want this person to come back another time so only say this today then this is just beginning of the end for a healer you have to give everything you can at that first time there may be a second time maybe not but the purpose is that's supposed to work the first time and when you give all you got and you are willing to receive that, it will work. It's not that I do differently for each one. No, I do the same thing. Yes, it needs to be adjusted a bit for each one, but if you're older or younger, I don't change anything, or if you're a man or a woman, I don't change anything. If you paid me a lot of money or nothing at all, it doesn't change anything because I connect with that power and it is the power that does the work. So, um, and then I see here, yes, politically, um, I have a lot of people talk to me about that and I'm so willing to talk to them about it too. And as I said before, you have to expect your leader to be truthful and honest and have a particular type of policy. You cannot switch it around according to your moods. You should stand up for yourself and just feel if something is wrong about that, you should not be afraid of talking or speaking up because we count. We have chosen leaders for us. And that is the wonderful thing about a democracy, that we have chosen our leaders and they are working for us. And we expect them to keep their promises as much as they can. Of course, in politics you cannot always keep a promise because not everyone likes to do what you (laughs) have promised to do. Not everyone likes to help you when you are in politics. It's you know, I wonder what will come up after politics in our world because I'm not sure politics is the right idea. I'm not even sure how many parties you should have. In some countries, like in my uh, old country in Sweden, I think we have seven parties. And they used to have the Communist Party. Now they have replaced that. They call it the left-wing party and then goes to the Social Democrats and, and it moves on. And to be a conservative in Sweden is like being a liberal in this country because they're already so into the liberalism, I would say. So it's very hard. And here with two parties, it makes it kind of black or white or right or wrong in many ways. And I'm not sure that is the answer either. I don't know. Or if you should just have a person and you vote for that person because that person is so good that it doesn't matter what party he represents. You don't have to feel an obligation to a party, but you feel an obligation to the person instead. So there's so many ways there, so I wonder again if we will have politics in our future world, the way it's going to look like. And by the way, 2017, this year, if you add the numbers, it adds up to a number one year. So this year is the beginning of something new, and I'm sure you have noticed that. I noticed that in other countries in the world, and for sure I have noticed that in this country. So let's see where it goes. And whatever party you voted for, I tell you one thing. It's our country. I'm American. I'm a very proud American citizen, and i want my country to succeed period how was that for a speech <laughs> so um then i also think i mentioned the, in the announcement something about our organs and i notice when i work with people uh, it's like the organs are speaking to me it's not you and your subconscious mind speaking to to me it is Your organ. It's like, for instance, your liver. Livers are so temperamental. They want to have a happy time. They really and truly want to be happy. And if livers are not happy, but you are in a stressful situation, the liver will cause your body to have problems. We say it's, believe it's the heart. The way I have seen it, it is your liver. And your liver is sending signals to all your organs and subsequently also to your heart. So you have to keep your liver. Your liver gets stressed out. It sends the signals to everything. I have people who suddenly cannot see it very well. And then I ask them, you have stress in your life? And they say, my God, yes, I have a horrible stressful situation at home or at work. And I say, this is the reason why your eyes are not doing well. So, again, the liver can be the cause for your heart situation, for, for your, your metabolic system, for, for whatever, you know, for all and any of your organs. So number one in your life is to be happy, 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 and relax, relax, relax. And how are you happy and relaxed? Through your intention. You want to be that way. And through your connection with the light. And you now begin to relax. And relax. And I'm using Stephen Halpin's beautiful music with permission in the background. And the CD music I'm using is from Gifts of the Angels with Stephen Halpin. You're welcome, Stephen. So you relax and relax now more and more and more. And you know that within you there is a place called I Am. The light, I am a spiritual being, yes, within you there is a place called I am, I am, and you imagine yourself right now in a beautiful garden. This is a garden that you are creating in your own subconscious mind. You love to visit your garden, and anytime you feel stressed out, or overworked, or burnt out, or unhappy in your life, imagine yourself in this beautiful garden filled with big trees to give you comfortable shade with flowers on the ground short cut grass under your feet and that you feel so safe your whole body is so safe so complete completely safe. Your feet are connecting with Mother Earth. And the feeling of relaxation is going through your feet, up your legs and thighs, and into your body. You are more and more and more relaxed. You are at ease now. You feel absolutely comfortable. So very, very strong and safe. And you are surrounded by these beautiful, beautiful creatures of nature. Trees, flowers, grass and little birds flying around the treetops. You are so relaxed, so completely relaxed. I am a spiritual being. You feel it and you know it. You know it. You are a powerful being. Because you are now deciding, your intention is, to be strong and powerful and to be happy in your life. And as soon as you have expressed this intention, you look up and you see right up in the sky there's a big, big light beginning to shine like a big ball of light. And now this ball is slowly opening up. And as it opens up, light is coming out of this ball of light. And a big ray is now descending through the sky and down over you. You are a spiritual being. You are at E. And you are more and more relaxed. And so in harmony, more and more light is shining over you. I'm brushing away any kind of obstacles around you and within you. I'm clearing you. And we are now cleansing all your energies so they are completely clean and clear for you to move on and following your intention of living a happy and good life. You breathe out. I am the light. I am the light. You whisper this to yourself and you know it is true, is the key and the code for a happy life and how you activate your intention of a happy and good life. You smile for yourself. And now when I count to seven, You are to open your eyes again. You feel safe and secure, absolutely safe and secure. You smile. You smile, you smile, you smile. Yes, it feels good to smile. It's good for your looks. It's good for your body. When you smile, When you have put yourself in the light, the power of your intention of feeling well and strong and happy is activated. And everything is going to be all right. One, two, three, four, five. You trust the light. You trust the light that it is your very, very best friend. It is, you know. It is your highest potential. It is your highest potential, potential, and it lives within you at all times. Now you feed it good ideas and make the intention of, being successful and happy and rich. You're rich being happy. And once you're happy, yes, all those materialistic things happen. I tell you, this is the way it is. If you're striving too hard, you become neurotic and you lose your own soul. Then you follow the own. Your, Wrong goals. You don't follow the light anymore. You follow the darkness, and darkness darkness brings you down. Just the way it is. Just the way it is. So you follow the light, and you say to yourself, I am the light. I am a child of the light. And it shines within me right now. Feel it. Know what it is. You are so relaxed. One, two, three, four, five, six. And now, slowly, slowly, you are coming back to here and now. You take a deep breath. You stretch out your arms and you open your arms, your eyes again. And you feel so good about you. So very, very good about you. You are grateful. You decide to be grateful for everything good you have. I am a child of the light. I love the light. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One more time. You make sure you are awake, 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 and ready to go. And again, I'm Helena Steiner Hornstein. I'll see you next time. I love to meet with you. It's great. Send me emails. I like questions. And call me up, and you can ask me questions. Over the telephone as well. It's just the healing part that I don't do over the phone. Otherwise, I love to speak to you, and you can have ideas about anything, and feel and see what I think about it. Okay, have a wonderful day, and my email is um, drhelenainfo at yahoo dot com. Helena Info. Helena, info, no dots, at yahoo.com and the website is speakingtoyourheart.com I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for being with me today and have a wonderful, wonderful good day. Thank you. Be good. Bye-bye.